Hello and welcome to Real Actors, Real Answers, the podcast where actors, actresses, casting directors, producers, performers, and people like you and me get real. Today, we are privileged once again to talk to a fantastic actor, scriptwriter, and producer. His name is Connor McBain, which to me always sounds like a detective. <coughs> hey, God bless you, and Connor McBain, how you doing? Thank you, David. Thank you. I'm doing pretty good. I uh, just had a great coaching session with the one and only David Thompson, and I'm feeling good. Feeling alive, feeling ready. Good. Um, so what's good news? What have you done in the past, I don't know, month or so? Well, it's been a very busy summer for me, David. That's uh, definitely not an understatement. I got to do some really fun, exciting <clears throat> things, though. Um, as I've talked about before on this podcast, I'm planning to move to Atlanta sometime in the near future, and uh, I was blessed enough to, in early August, be able to take a trip down there. Sweet. It wasn't for a job or anything. I just want to kind of go down, check it out, get a feel for the city, and see what it's like before I made any harsh decisions to move. And I loved it. I really had a great time down there. It is. Uh, I had a great first impression with the city. I met some great people. Everybody was very salt of the earth there. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Salt of the earth. What does that mean? People there just treated people with respect. Like I, every everyone that I struck struck up a conversation with, treated me like they had already known me. Just they just treated me like good people. It was a lot better than the way people treat each other out in L.A. So they took the time to say hello. Yes, they did. They took the time to say hello. They <clears just throat> took the time to talk to you about the city, warm you up a little bit, you know, tell you about the area, and I learned a lot about the city. Uh, one thing I didn't know about Atlanta is that um, everybody who's born there, there's four main hospitals that um, serve Atlanta, and everybody who's an Atlanta native knows the hospital they're born in, and they swear by it. Um, you know, So it was funny going around to different Atlanta natives and asking them which hospital they are born in, and them on a whim responding. That was, a, that was a fun thing to do while down in the city. People actually took the time to say, hey, I was they born did. in. The ones who, the one, yeah, and the ones who were native, <clears throat> Atlanta natives, they were like right away. Like they, this, is our, this had been, I think, a conversation amongst them before several times. So it was a really cool city. I got to go to a film mixer with a bunch of uh, local guys who had basically a bunch of people who were kind of in the same boat as I'm planning to be. A bunch of creatives who had just moved to Atlanta were only in there two weeks or so, you know, only about two weeks into this big move. And yeah, so I got to meet some directors, actors, and just producers, you know, at a low level, at a very <clears throat> indie level, but it was still, it felt like the places I needed to be while I was down there. How, much, how long were you down there? I went down there for, let's see, I was there for three days. Three days, and Three you days. covered that kind of ground. Yep, I yeah, I got to go to the <clears throat> MLK Monument. I got to go to the film mixer. Well, I went to the Coke factory, the aquarium. I did all the fun stuff, you know, all the touristy Atlanta stuff. Yeah. And I went to a ball game. Very cool. I went to a ball game. <clears throat> I went to go see Atlanta Braves. Lost the Yankees, unfortunately, <clears throat> but still, it was a great time. That's cool. So you had a loosely planned but organized trip, fun trip. Exactly. It was slightly loosely planned, but it's what I needed. To just go down there and get a feel for the city for sure. And I'm trying to think if there was anything super extraordinary that happened to me while I was down there. I got to hang out with my good friend Keith, who I'm going to be moving in with. He's worked on a bunch of cool Netflix shows. and so it was... Stop, Netflix shows. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. There was something fun <coughs> and exciting that happened while I was down there. That's right. So uh, on my second day being there, I remember I was in the 7-Eleven gas station. 
right before I went to the Braves game, and I remember getting this email from uh, a casting agency. Uh, I'm not going to say where, but essentially they uh, said, yeah, they wanted me for an extra role in a Netflix project. So I'm not allowed to say the name of it or who's in it, but it's a Netflix film that they will be releasing sometime next year. And it was a paid role, and I didn't have to drive quite a far distance to do it, but never have I been more happy to receive good news in a gas station. That was just... Yeah, that's a <clears throat> place you'd... <clears throat> I've been in 7-Elevens, and I've never gotten that. <laughs> never <laughs> left. It was so cool to get that news while I was in Atlanta, too, because it kind of seemed... It was kind of like almost like a testament to what the future can hold, you know? Like, I made it down there, and it was like kind of like a reward from God. He was like, okay, I'll give you this audition that you thought you didn't have, or I'll give you this role you thought you didn't get. <clears throat> so it was really cool. He likes to surprise his children. That he does. He sure does. And it was a blast going to that set. And honestly, whew. okay, so there was a there was a big name actor on set. All right, I'm not gonna drop his name because I'm not allowed to. You do it later. But uh, I'll do it later. But I remember <clears throat> being on the set. Um, and essentially, I was in this tunnel. Essentially, that was kind of um, veiled with this. Um, I guess sort of yellow film essentially it was like see-through though it was very thin um just kind of like plastic casing that went around this hallway it was see-through and i remember we were all kind of bummed to be in the tunnel because it was an outside shot and essentially what was like this outdoorsy area and we were stuck in the tunnel and we we're like man the camera's not gonna pick us up <laughs> and while i was in this tunnel one of the other extras who was next to me pointed out this big name actor and he pointed to him where he was on set so i could see and I remember seeing this big name actor through this kind of film. I was looking through, it was like there was a sheet, like almost like a bed sheet in between me and the actor who was 50 feet away. So I couldn't see his body with my own eyes. I was kind of seeing him through this sheet essentially. But even through that sheet, I remember there was this moment of magic where I remember seeing him and being like, wow, that he was he was an actor too at one point who just got his break. You know, he got it. And it just, it was so cool seeing a person in the flesh who is a Hollywood icon who we put on this pedestal. But just to see him there in person and how well he blended in with everybody else there, it was very humbling, inspiring, and it was just very beautiful that my first time seeing a celebrity in person on set was through something else. You know, it was it was almost cooler to see him, but not without my own eyes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, did you feel like um, you were part of something bigger than yourself? Absolutely. While I was there, I felt yeah. like I was on some weird, nostalgic little carnival trip or something. I can't even begin to explain it. I was a kid in the candy store. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. That was definitely a memory that I've had within me that I was waiting <clears> to <throat> No, that's awesome. I, I love I love that. I remember the pictures you sent me. You're smiling from ear to ear. I've seen you smile before. I've seen you happy before. But there was something like, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I that, spoke, that spoke, I'm home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in those Atlanta pictures, I was home. I had escaped Michigan. <laughs> I had escaped and clawed my way you out. You know, that's funny. <clears throat> you should use the word escape. Yeah. When you think about the definition of the word escape, it means run to a safety place. Run. You know, you get away and, and you're safe and you're secure. That tells a lot about, and being <clears throat> totally up front here, audience, audience, um, if, if you want to escape, if you really are admitting to it, that means you don't belong in one place, you belong in the other. Yeah, absolutely. It's what it is. Don't kid yourself. Don't lie to yourself. 
don't cheat on yourself because that's really stupid. Oh, no, totally. And there's tons of people, I think, who want to escape and have that desperate urge to. And whether it's for financial reasons, self-confidence reasons, people don't. People don't go out and chase life that they're meant to live. But I really wish more people would. Because I get I get it. The financial one's a big thing. Because some people may be drowning in debt and they may not have the freedom to move across the country and pursue a dream in a certain field. But no matter what, I think there's always a way. And another thing I want to touch about is when you use that word escape, a lot of people can uh, kind of come down on you and harp on you. If you've ever made big plans to move somewhere far away and try to share it with family and friends, you might know that you don't always get the great warming responses that you want, you know, a lot of it, a lot of people see it as running away from problems. And I just wanted to see what you thought about that. That's a big controversial conversation. Um, To run away from problems. Well, number one, let's address the word problem. Is it a problem for you to live? You're talking about geography. Correct. Is it a problem for you to live in a certain area? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And then you define the problem. Well, the problem is what? Problem is trying to move up in the acting industry, but there's relatively no industry in Michigan, so how are you going to climb a ladder that doesn't exist? Right. And problems exist for one reason. Do you know why that is? Why is that? Because they have a solution. They're incapable of existing without a solution. Yeah. For example, I am so thirsty. There's some water. I am so... Th- Why don't you just drink it? You solve the problem. Okay? <clears throat> I'm so in debt. Okay, then find a way. And there's plenty of things to learn out there from like... Um, what's his name? Ramsey? David Ramsey, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> he's pretty popular. He knows what he's talking about. He can give you tools of discipline and, and patience and... Things that you didn't know you could use, okay? He's done it his whole life, and he's lived a life of uh, bankruptcy and stuff. He's been through a lot, you know, but that's how he learned, you know? And so, really, you know, I I think you're not running away from your problems. You're finding a solution. Oh! I'm running to the solution. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't want this. I want this. Yeah. It's a solution. And... I'm not picking on people. It's just experience talking. You can disagree or agree, but people who say, who may say, oh, you're just running away from your problems, or they indicate it somehow, okay, are you afraid? What are you afraid of? What are you, fra- what are you afraid of because you said that? Or do you have a problem that you don't want to deal with? No, no, not you. I mean, your family, friends, acquaintances, blah, blah, blah. And because people say things for a reason. They don't just spout words. There's a reason. Yeah. And if you're really brave enough, I'm afraid. So like a little kid. I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? There's a monster in my closet. Okay, okay, let's take a look. There's no monster. Oh, thank you. Okay. Okay. Right? Adults, I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. Sure you do. Everybody knows what to do. Are they going to do it? I don't know. But you are stepping out into the uncomfortable zone, and eventually it'll be comfortable, and you'll expand and you'll grow, and that's what life's all about, right? Yeah. Yeah, as an actor and a human being. So 
Yeah, you sound like you had a lot of fun. When are you going back? This February, I will be returning to Atlanta for a at least a year stay, because I'm going to be signing a lease in a house down there, but I hope <clears> to stay longer. I really do, because I really want to make, I really want some sense of direction in my life. I got to interrupt, because what you just said, okay, you want to make something more in your life? Look how God blessed you. He gave you, in 7-Eleven, all of a sudden, you get this email. It's like, okay, he's trying to tell you something. He taps you on the shoulder, okay, <clears throat> to give you confidence to move ahead. Yeah. Because he knows whether we're afraid or not. He does. He does. He knows whether we're afraid or not, and... You're right. It's like, if I, for the longest time, I didn't even want to go out to visit Atlanta. But I have a weird feeling that if I wouldn't have gone out to visit Atlanta, I wouldn't have gotten that part in that movie. You know, I might have not gotten that email for whatever reason. It was like, yeah, I had to go down there to get a taste of what it's like. You know, and then when I got on that set, that big Netflix set, I got this bug in my system where I was like, now that I've sort of done my first feature film, even as an uncredited extra, I have such a drive now to just keep going further and further because the moment you open one door and you realize you can do it it's just oh my gosh someone shared that with you didn't they they did they did yeah i met a a great uh woman (laughs) at my work who uh just kind of like a kind of like a mom figure essentially and she was talking to me about this and i was telling her how i usually compare myself to other people who have more than me or people who are younger than me and have more than me. And I remember she said one time, she told me, if you constantly compare yourself to where you're not, you're never going to make any progress. But if you can accept where you are and your limitations and stay positive, opportunities will come to you. And one door of opportunity will lead to the next. And you can't be too scared to strike an opportunity that might not seem like the best because you never know. It could just be a small door leading to a bigger rabbit hole, you know. What happened? Yeah, exactly. What you happened could, you to could, you could crawl through a keyhole and find yourself in Wonderland. What I was going to say, you know, what happened to Alice in Wonderland? She drank that drink and and she went in this little door and she became taller and whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know it has um I know the history behind that story is drug induced, but you know what? I don't care. I like that story. It's right. endearing. It's a metaphor Especially for the Mad Hatter yeah. and everything. Yeah. It is very it's very it's a very endearing story. It's very psychedelic, too, and how reflective it is of life and can be, you know? It's just, yeah. It's a very beautiful story. At least it's outside of the box. Very outside of the box. Oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to imagine. Have you ever sat imagine. in a box? It's boring. <laughs> very boring. Yeah. It's I possible have... to get out of sometimes, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh. See, this is real time, guys. Um, had to do... Oh. It was a quote that you told me earlier in the book we are writing, and I can tell you the title, ladies and gents, but we're writing a book. See, it's on acting. It's going to be phenomenal and great, and, and pretty soon it'll be done, and then I'll tell you about it. Um, Amen. But there's a quote in there that you put in there about Robin Williams. Yes. What did he say? Yes, 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 yes. And it's something that everybody... Within earshot, should remember. Okay. Because so, he doesn't speak anymore. He's in heaven. Rest in peace, Ron Williams. You're only given a little spark of madness. Don't lose it. That is his quote. What does that mean to you? Well, to me, that means... 
All right, this is a little out there, but to me, that spark of madness is sort of like what being a kid feels like. You know, when you're a kid, you're very free, you're very playful. No filters. Very, no filters. You're very open the way you talk to people and connect with people. Mm -hmm. And as you grow up, you lose that. You know, it's kind of like that thing. You and your friends went out to play one last time and you never realized it. You know, and I think that's kind of what Robin Williams was getting at here. I think that everybody is kind of really beautiful and kind of pure and just they're most themselves in childhood and adulthood they kind of social conditioning they lose that and they end up in jobs that they're very unhappy with and but um i think the whole point of life is kind of it's like narrow leads the road to life you find it you know if you can kind of find go back to those values you had as a child and um you can kind of find out who you are more throughout your 20s you know this is kind of all over the place now but <laughs> I think life is about getting back to that sort of childlike state of consciousness with not a lot of filters and very free in life. <clears throat> and I think that spark of madness really is what a lot of actors bring to the table. You know, they bring their kind of uh, they bring their own unique awareness, their own little inner child to the role. And so I think the big actors they're very aware of what makes them unique and they use their weaknesses and turn them into strengths. And I think there's a lot of people that are famous for stupid reasons and they just knew the right person but I do genuinely think the vast majority of those who are famous deserve to be because they um, haven't put through the ringer and they prove themselves wow that's deep stuff and it all connects that's a beautiful spider web you don't know how it started but it looks amazing um, <laughs> that is so true on, every, on so many levels in fact I think that in the midst of the insane laughter i think you and uh, robin williams would get along in a conversation <laughs> you know he would monopolize in his genuine way but the stuff he would he it would be a fantastic energy between you two i think it would oh he would he would yeah. it would be awesome man because he had a very good heart he know? did he had a good heart he um the thing with robin williams though is he spent his whole life trying to make other people happy because he was gifted man talented with his movies that he never really got a chance to make himself happy. And unfortunately, I think that's what led to his um, suicide and mental health issues. But um, I think that's a testament, even though this whole thing we're doing is about acting and making <clears throat> No, movies. it's okay. Life is acting. Acting is life. But I... you can never let an outside source stop you from getting to your happiness and what fuels you. And I think that's... That's true. That's a mistake Robin Williams made, unfortunately. But along the way, he made a lot of people smile. So Exactly. We're perfectly imperfect. Yeah, absolutely. Even yeah. the even the most dark things can have a beautiful rainbow at the you, end, you know. Amen. You just gotta look for it. You do. If you don't look for it, you're not gonna find you it. You do. Duh. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if Robin Williams, if we were to talk to him before he died, I don't think he would think of himself as the funniest man alive. You know, I don't think he would. He was too busy doing. You're right. And then I don't think he had any idea of the cool the legacy he would leave behind after death. You know, because people call him the funniest man alive now to this day, right. which is um a big title. Well, it's like uh, Monet or Picasso or uh, Van Gogh. Now they're famous. Yeah. Maybe they were famous when they lived, but now because people, well, the world is kind of dry sometimes when it comes to culture and refinement and slowing down, okay? But so we reflect on people of the past, even recent past, like Ryan Williams. What did he have? What did she have that, that made her unique? Yeah. Well, guys, guess what? You can look in yourself and you'll find it too. Amen. Everyone's got it within them. 
Yeah. I, um... I'm excited about you and, um... Georgia. Georgia's fun. Yeah. Georgia's gonna be fun. I will obviously miss all my great Michigan friends and my family. But what can they do? And this is a lesson. What can they do if they really wanted to see you, huh? They could, they could FaceTime me. Could, yeah, they, they let's zoom, go a They little... could Zoom me. Or... They could type me. No. They could... They could come and see you physically. <laughs> or they could come and see me. Yeah, because once you are established, then you'll have opportunities of learning and travel and, and you know... I use the word loosely, but famous, you know. Then people, you'll you'll actually be giving to them. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was his name? Um, he was uh, a leader in Africa. His name escapes me, but he did say Nelson Mandela. Yeah, thank you. He did say, and I'm gonna, I don't know exactly. It's from a famous speech, but he said, "We're not really afraid of failing." I'm misquoting. But we are afraid of being the success that we were made to be. Mm. And mm. it's bizarre why you would, you know, I'm afraid of being successful and fulfilled and blessing other people with my cup runneth over. Okay, why are you afraid again? <laughs> right. You know, you're finding your own worth. You're afraid of nothing. <laughs> your divine design. You're finding your own worth. So, so, see, this is the thing about fear. Fear is a liar. When you... Speak fear out, it goes ah, and it runs away. <laughs> it's afraid, yeah. right? It's afraid you'll find out what it really is. Yeah, and you just gotta face it. And that's exactly what you're doing by moving to uh, to Georgia. Tyler Perry's out there too, you know. Yep, Tyler Perry's out there. That's yep. on the bucket list. Yeah, being a Tyler Perry movie. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I recently, um, uh, one of my other students, her name is Asia. She uh, she sent in her inquiry to Tyler Perry studio for a new show that's called the oval. It's about Washington. Cool. Yeah. And she told me something. She told me, she found out that how he works a little bit is he sets it. He sets the um, opportunity out for like two days. And then for two weeks, they shoot the scene. Uh, excuse me. They shoot the episode. Yeah. It's like, talk about strict time. Right? You don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. Know? But he's a businessman as well as an actor. So, and he's running a company by him, you know, of his, his company. So it would make sense that <clears throat> discipline and patience and thinking are really important. And that's the same thing with what you're doing, what I'm doing. You're planning out your life. You're not just living willy-nilly. Yeah. Oh, if I buy a new car or a TV, I'll feel better. No, you won't. You'll owe more money. <laughs> Come on. You're going for the short term. Go for the long term. You do. You have to think about every choice you make. How will this benefit my long-term goals? Is there two things I can do every day that will help my career? At and least. There's so many distractions, and the phones aren't helping at all easily. So really, <clears throat> you got to get rid of the distractions or find a way to just put them aside, honestly. Because Say no. Say no. Find a way to say no to the things that don't serve you. The thing, the things that you really got to look out for are the things that serve you right now, but in the long term are not going to serve you. They're actually going to hurt you. See, you're a thinker. I like that. You think. Okay? Um, I used to have a friend years ago, and we were talking, and <clears throat> he liked Burger King. Okay? And, you know, I like Burger King too once in a while. But... <laughs> 
he was talking about his weight and stuff, and I'm not poking fun at it. I'm just telling you the conversation. And I said, um, well, you know, I like Whoppers. I said, okay, but based upon what you said, do you know at Burger King they have salads? And he goes, salads? I would die. And I go, <laughs> wait a minute. Are you saying that if you did not eat a Whopper a day, because that's what he did, and you ate a salad, you would die? And he goes, yeah. I go, shut up. <laughs> that's yeah. ridiculous. Right. <clears throat> you got to manage your emotions. It's like, what's more important? How much pain are you going through to change? Yeah. Like you want to change your geography, and I don't blame you. Um yeah, and it's sort of like I'll be here to talk about the solution all day, but if you want to talk about the problem and only the problem, it's like and that's all you see. Yeah, I don't. Then I don't want to talk about it with you. I don't even want to try and help you because no. I know you're not going to help yourself out of this rut. So why should I try? And and that's why it's important to network, like you did, even in even in the cave. Yeah. At, at Netflix in the in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, deep in the cave. Right, but you found something to look at. I did. That yeah. was beneficial. I did. I found inspiration there and i found fuel it's what i needed because i've done so many student film sets and god bless them you know but a man can only take so many and so it was great to be on an actual you can't wear the same shoes you did when you're a kid you can't and this felt like putting on a pair of colossal clown shoes that i didn't quite fit into yet but oh my goodness that sounds like fun oh my goodness it was so much fun yes it was so much fun being there and seeing all the moving pieces being inside of a netflix production and it was very intimidating and overwhelming, but it was also very interesting mm-hmm. seeing all these moving parts and seeing these big-name actors just walk around like they're just like anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. It was... Because uh, they are. Yeah, and just watching them move around the set in between takes. I remember... I, I always feel awkward in between takes. Like I don't know what to do with myself, but they looked awkward, too, and they, they were just chilling around, hanging, waiting. It was just... It was funny. It was funny and humbling working with these actors. I tell you... When you move there, and I come visit you, but when you move there, you are going to change. Oh, I will. No, you, you won't be the same person you are now. You're not supposed to be. No. But <clears throat> it's like... When I'll I, be a man. <laughs> when I went to New York, and I was there six months, but it felt like six years or ten years in a good way. Yeah. It totally changed my way of thinking. Got up every morning, went to sets and auditions, etc., etc., and I was surrounded by skyscrapers, by a beautiful Central Park, by standing on one corner waiting to cross the street and a German and a Japanese person were, were talking in, be, in between me. It's like, whoa, this is so cool. Don't understand a word, but this is so cool. <laughs> you, you were exposed to something that was just amazing. You know, culture, life, real life. And... When I got back, I <laughs> got off the train. I remember this. I felt like Gulliver's Travels. I was in Lilliput. Okay, you remember uh, the story, Gulliver's Travels? I haven't read it, unfortunately. But is that like his hometown? Where no, no, from? no. Gulliver was a giant. Okay. Okay. And he was from the land of tall people, I'll yeah. just say. And you should read it. It's also very satirical. But when you... He then he landed on this island, and all these people people were like tiny like Smurfs, okay, and they tied him down, and he wasn't able to move, okay, um, but the idea was is like he was out of his element, totally, and 
in a new element. And so when I came back, I had to repatriotize because I got off the train and for a while there, and I knew the neighborhood, duh, I lived there, I didn't know my way around. I was freaking out. I, I was in this... Because the, tall skyscrapers constantly, okay? Yeah. All right? And then I came there and there's these little towns and little houses and little, little, everything little, right? It totally freaked me out. Yeah. I almost threw up. <laughs> and, you know... And this was back in Michigan when you came back? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then at the time... Uh, situation was my, my sister picked me up at McDonald's. I was sitting there waiting, and I told her, I said, I'm never getting used to this again. She goes, oh, you will. I said, no, I won't, and I never have. I never have. <laughs> Wait, so even to this day, you still feel like out of your turn? Many times, out of your element. Wow. Because I'll tell you, you're going to Georgia. You're going to find your heart. When you find your heart, you find you. Yeah. Acting is about self-discovery. You find you, and once you find you, you don't want to lose you, you because don't. it took so long to find you. It does, and it's such a, and you didn't think you could find it either. When right. you went, would you say New York City is where you did your most self-discovery in your life? Yes. Wow. California, I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, the beaches and everything else, I'm going to the beach in January. <laughs> but your heart is in New York City. I have to admit, absolutely. You know, and did you find your heart in Georgia? Or at least part of it? I found part of it. I found part of it. I didn't find the whole package yet, but, you know, that's why I'm going down there. Is any of your heart, be honest, in Michigan? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because my siblings are here. My family's here. I love Fago. Better made shifts. No, I'm just kidding. I love Detroit. <clears throat> I really do. I love downtown. I love the Riverwalk. I love the Dequinder Cut. I love going up north to the cabin. I love... Cedar Point, I love Michigan Adventures, I love the Great Lakes, I love Lake St. Clair. I love Michigan. It is the best state in the United States of America. But Michigan has not been very kind to me these last few years. Okay. And, and you're, and, you're and growing. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I'm growing and I'm outgrowing Michigan because mm -hmm. Michigan is a very outdoorsy sort of base state. It's not really the most artsy in any way, shape, or form. Right. I mean, we have Detroit. It's a cool cultural hub and everything, but still, it's uh, the rest of Michigan just really kind of eclipsed that, honestly, the tiny bit of creativity we have in Detroit. And I just, I'm ready to put it aside and put a cap on this era of my life. And even though it is sad and terrifying, trust me, it is something that is needed and I can I know it's needed because I feel like I've done this before even though I have if that makes any sense <laughs> no it doesn't but I believe you anyway <laughs> yeah um also I gotta put this plug in who's Noah oh Nolan or Nolan Nolan me. Nolan yeah. yeah Nolan uh Nolan Reese Elias is my say what what's the name Nolan Reese Elias Nolan how many times have you heard a name like that you never do. No. You never come across a name like that, do you? You know. So, yeah, Nolan is a student at MPI this year. He just graduated, and uh, I got to play an awesome role, Benjamin Wiley, in his thesis film called Paid and Experience. Um, I just got to show David it, thankfully, and it's basically sort of about film set gone wrong in every way possible, and... It was a great time. Uh, I don't think I don't think the cut is currently on YouTube anywhere public, but if you reach out to Nolan, I'm sure you can find him on the internet somewhere. 
Uh, I'm sure if you were played enough, he might be happy to send you a link to the cut. So I didn't get a hold of him. Nolan, now he's on Facebook. Look, Nolan, Nolan R H Y S Elias E L I A S. You can find him on there. He's on Facebook. Where does he work at? Um, I don't know. That I don't know. Okay, where where did you meet him at? MPI. What is MPI? That's the Motion Picture Institute in Troy. It's a film school that I attended a few years back. And, yeah, it's a great place, honestly. If anyone's in the metro Detroit area and they want to get into filmmaking in any way, shape, or form, that is the best and really one of the only places to start. So I definitely recommend it. And they have job placement, too. Oh, yeah, they sure do. Oh, yeah. They're an accredited school, so they actually um, are kind of obligated to get you work after you graduate. And they've helped me out. They've gotten me connections. They've gotten me on sets. And I'm sure they're going to be grateful to me when I move down to Atlanta. And they're going to be, I'm going to be very grateful for them because I'm sure they're going to throw some connections my way too when I go down there. So Good idea. Great team of people. It's a good little family. And yeah, go check out Paid and Experience by Nolan Brees Elias. It's a great movie. Um, it's got a great message. And it's funny. It's got a great cast. It's got Victoria Swan, Josh Ludi, Todd Gurdon. Which David knew already. Today's <laughs> cool. David had met him. Yeah, shout out Todd. Um, yeah. Alicia Fionda. Who else is in it that I am blanking on? I want to say that's about it. So okay. yeah, it was a great time. And yeah. It's really, it's a really cool one of the last short film projects I got to do in Michigan. So I'm glad I got to do one last cool short film. Now wait a minute. Now listen. There's something important I got to ask you. How do people get a hold of you? How? Because you're, I'm sure you're going to direct and act and, and your, your your fame will stretch across the United States. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going to grow you, as an baby. actor and Thank actors you. need actors just like doctors need doctors. Coaches need coaches, you know. So how? You're right. Wealth is relationships. People need connections. So yep. if anybody would like to get a hold of me, uh, you can look up McAfro, M-C-A-F-R-O on YouTube. That's my main uh, sort of form of expression on the internet. It's my YouTube channel. Nice. Do a lot of comedy videos. My email is also there if you have any wanted to reach out to me. It's Conway15. You can find it in my YouTube bio. Conway15 at gmail.com if you want to reach out to me in that way, shape, or form. Find me on Facebook, Connor McBain. Twitter, Connor McBain. I'm just about everything <laughs> right now. You know, me, 21st century kid on social media. So. Please do, if anyone would like to reach out or have any questions about acting, breaking into local scene, I would love to give some advice. Cool. Oh, one more person. Who is Jake Tapes and what... Jake Tapes. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I actually like that. The, J- the Jake Tapes. <laughs> Lake Tapes, Jake Fiddler. And what's Lake Tapes? So I know, but I want them to know. Jake Fiddler is another friend of mine that I met my year at MPI. He's a great local filmmaker from Clarkston, Michigan. And right now he's working on this cool sort of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's very surreal. It's like the Twilight Zone. What do you call it? A cult classic. Is that what you call it? It can be. It's a very cult classic Twilight Zone, sort of lost in the woods, Blair Witch Project kind of feel. Uh Surreal uh season it's like a tv series except it's on youtube so if you're interested you can look up the lake tapes it's by forest's edge productions um currently he's releasing episode four five and six episode four is out episode five is going to premiere this sunday which is the 24th and then episode six the finale will 
premiere episode 31st. And I, let me tell you, man, if there's a local filmmaker that you got to check out his work, it's Jake because his stuff is so creative. He He's, puts so many nuanced details into it. Plus, David and I are in it, so it would mean the world if you support it because David gives a great performance. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's a great time being out there with Jake. And Jake just does this great thing where he brings people together and he gets them all in one setting and we just all kind of are kids again and we make movies. And it might not be the most professional, but we have fun and we – we what comes to us comes to us and we make something out of nothing and it's a beautiful thing what do you think about late tapes david i think it's fun and jake is very eclectic for his age um and very unusual but his personality i'm telling you what uh how do i say this he is um very introspective okay he is a director you can tell and he thinks a lot but it's it's pretty well organized, but he gets this far off look every once in a while. And I know what's going on. He's thinking of a shot. He's thinking <laughs> of, you know, how do I do this or that? And then it gives us a few words, a few directions, and he's really relaxed about it. I, it just, I like his personality. It's just interesting. People are interesting more so than, have a nice day, wish I was dead. I don't like that kind of, <laughs> I don't like that kind of attitude, you know? And Georgia... I got to go back to this just for a minute. Georgia, I've been there, traveled through there. One thing that almost made me cry is is that the roads are paved and they don't have potholes everywhere. It's just really nice, you know. It's a beautiful it's, sight. Yeah, <laughs> it's a small thing, but a big thing because if you know anything about Michigan, uh, the roads aren't bad. Um, <laughs> you know, and the mountains. Right? The blue mountains on the way and, down? Oh yeah. my goodness. So beautiful. Amazing. Something to look up, something to aspire to. And it's just astounding, you know? So, um. You forget how beautiful and vast America is sometimes. Yeah. yeah, you do. You need to get out. Anyway, hey, listen, thank you for being on Real Actors Real Answers. Hey, thanks for having me again, David. Connor it was a great McBain. time. Thanks for all and your we'll, help. We'll talk to you again as you grow as an actor and a human being. Yes. All right. We will, sure. All right, God bless. You guys have a great day.